For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Dear listeners, welcome to the Kodesh Family Church, Philadelphia, under the leadership of Bishop Dag Heward Mills. This denomination has grown with over several branches all over the world. We are excited to come your way with the anointed word of God, which has the power to heal, deliver and save you. Stay tuned as we receive God's word through his servant, Reverend Gilbert Fleischer. By looking at our verse for the morning. Are you here? 1 Peter 5.10 It says, But the God of all grace, of all grace, everybody say all grace, who had called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect. Make you what? Perfect. Establish. Strengthen. And there's no end. I'm adding the end. Settled you. Amen. Now, this verse is telling us that God is the God of all grace. All grace. David, you back? Wow. So, grace, all grace means there's more than one grace, isn't it? What is grace? Grace is undeserved favor, isn't it? God extends his undeserved favor to us. Why is it undeserved? It's undeserved because we don't work for it. We don't work for it. We just receive it. Our role is to receive it. And he's saying all grace. So there's more than one grace. There's grace for everything that you need. There's grace for marriage. There's grace for raising children. There's grace for finances. There's grace for healing. There's grace for everything. And he's saying that God is the God of all grace. He is in charge of every grace. The Department of Grace, Pastor Eugene, is headed by God. Amen. Hallelujah. Then he says, who had called us? You know, the, 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 our weekly scriptures are enough for a sermon, isn't it? We can just do only that and we'll go home. He says, who had called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. By Christ Jesus. You see, God is the one who called us. We didn't call ourselves. God brought us on. God chose us. You see, that is why in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1, part of that prayer that we learn is so that we also know the hope of our calling. God is the one who had called us. And he's called us to his eternal glory. Yeah, not suffering. Not aches. Not pain. Not... Not, not doing well. He's called us to his glory. glory. Glory has everything to do with excelling. Glory has everything to do with doing well. Mr. Ganyu, is that you? I was coming to visit you today, but I'm glad you are here. We're just saying I will come to your house today. Beautiful. So, God is the one who has called us. And he's called us to Glory. God has not called us to suffering. Do you see? Then he says, after that ye have suffered a while, after that ye 
have suffered a while. Everybody say, after you have suffered a while. Listen, every suffering has an expiration date. And it's not permitted to go on for a while. Beyond a while. A while is short. Yes, a while is short. Anything beyond a while is long. And he's saying that after that you have suffered a while. So challenges are not supposed to last forever. Yes. In fact, this is one of the scriptures you can pray and lay hold on it and let God be God to you. Let him work on your case. The Lord has suffered a while. And your word is saying that I'm not permitted to suffer beyond a while. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. And you should, you should tell him, God, is, is expired. Time is up. I mean, more than a year is too long. Two years, you are going to chronic chronicity. Yes. Last year, Lord, I had this, and this year I've had it too. This 2020, I can't take it anymore. I'm not going, you see. And maybe you can even add that, that, that um, verse in 1 Corinthians 10. Is it 10? That there's no temptation which is taking place, but such as is common to man. Yes. And he says also that God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted or suffer or go through trials for long, isn't it? But he would also, with it, whilst it is happening, he makes a way of escape so that you will be able to bear it. That shall be your portion in 2020. I said, that shall be your portion in 2020. Stand to your feet. Let's say this verse. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 10. Let's say it together. First Peter 5, 10. But the God of all grace, who had called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. You see, that's what is supposed to happen. Eh? He perfects. You see, when God perfects the thing that pertains to you, he's actually making the thing complete. So in other words, you, you, you have what you're supposed to have. He perfects it. Then not only does he perfect it and leave you there, but he makes it permanent. He establishes it. Yes. Then he strengthens you. You see, because as for fighting, yeah, we're always in a fight. Do you get it? But he strengthens you so that you'll be able to be strong in your establishment. Then he settles you. As for settling, yes, beyond establishment. It's forever. I said it's forever. When God does it, it's forever. You know, yesterday, the verse that I shared at the, at the, at the party, I, I, I didn't notice too well the last part. There, the Lord commands his blessing for forevermore. Life forevermore. God's blessings are, are not temporary. When God blesses you, he blesses you so that it will last. He blesses you so that it will go far. Yes, that is the God that we are serving. Close your eyes and let's just pray for two minutes. Just begin to pray. Just begin to pray. 
talk to God about that suffering. Talk to God about the challenge that you've been through, that you are going through. Just tell him, Lord, it's, it's, it's been a while and I'm demanding in Jesus' name. I am demanding this in Jesus' name that Lord, make a way of escape. Lord, make it perfect. Make me perfect. Establish, strengthen, and settle me in this matter. Lift up your voice, everyone. Yes. Jesus. 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 Yes, Lord. Katabalaba. Sopele mara. Rapakataya. Dengrede. Chimpala. Banandoria. Listopre. Kipala. Bandaraba. Bikata. Ye lo sosto rubumba. Nengandele masipra. Tipalianda. Yes, 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 yes. Make us perfect, Lord. Make us perfect. Make us perfect. Anyone here that has suffered a while, Lord, make, oh God, a solution perfect. Make it perfect. Make it perfect. Establish, oh Lord. Strengthen and set. Let there be settlement. Let there be settlement. Let there be settlement, oh God. Even as 2019 closes, Lord, let there be settlement. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Everybody, everybody say, in Jesus' name. You know, when Jesus was with his disciples, before he went up, okay, before his crucifixion, he went up. One of the things he said to his disciples is that he that too, you have not asked anything in my name. Yes. Then he said, ask. Ask in my name. Ask in my name. And I will do it. Believe it. When we use the name of Jesus, it's a powerful signature at the end of the request. Lift up your hand one more time and say, Lord, in Jesus' name, I demand, I demand. I demand, I demand, I demand, I demand my settlement. I demand my perfect, my perfecting. I demand my establishment. I demand, oh God, a solution. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank him that suffering has ceased. Lift up your hand and thank him and say, Lord, thank you that suffering has ceased. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for another great opportunity to hear your word. We ask the Lord to speak to us, minister to us, help us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Amen. All right, please be seated. Let us try and wrap this up today. We've been talking about how to train or develop your spirit. How to train and develop your spirit. Just a quick recap. So in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. Let's look at it. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. So this verse is a key verse that shows us that you are a spirit being. You are more than a spiritual being. Spiritual is just an adjective, isn't it? It's just an adjective. Spiritual, it just describes, it's good. It's good to be spiritual. But you are more than a spiritual being. You're actually a spirit being. So it says, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body. Or body, body. Be preserved blameless 
until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So this verse shows us three parts to it. And not the order. It didn't say body, soul, and spirit. It said spirit, soul, and body. That's important. That's order of importance. Your spirit is the most important part of you. And that is why um, um, the biblical definition of death is when your spirit leaves your body. Yes. Michael, are you understanding? When your spirit leaves your body, and every one of us would experience it one day, when we've been satisfied with long life. Because it says, with long life, will I satisfy you? Only die when you are tired of living. Say, Lord, take me home. Amen. All right. Let me show you a verse in Job chapter 10 and 11. Just emphasize this part as well. Very nice verse. There's a book written by a bishop called The Art of Hearing. This book, The Art of Hearing. If you don't have it, get it. Don't take my copy here, all right? But get one and read it. Talks about a lot of things that we've discussed. The Art of Hearing. It's an act you need to develop. And part, yes, a skill, like Pastor Eugene said, and part of the skill development is developing your spirit as we're learning. All right? Now look at this verse. Very interesting verse. It says, Thou hast clothed me with skin and flesh and hath fenced me with bones and sinews. Sinews are ligaments. Sinews are tendons. Eh? Do you see that? In fact, if you don't believe that man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in a body, this verse will help you. It says, thou hast clothed me. There's a me. There's a real me inside you. Your inner man. Your inner man. Bible also calls him the hidden man of the heart. He's hidden. You can't see him with your naked eye. And this is why he's talking. He says, you have clothed me. The real you. You have clothed me with skin and flesh. Touch your skin. Touch your flesh. You see, what you are touching, what you are touching is not the real you. It is just a clothing for the you inside you. There's a man inside you and says, you've clothed me with skin and flesh. Then he says, and has fenced me. You see, your bones are like, it's like a cage to protect your ribs and the bones and all. It's just to protect what is inside. It's a harder covering. If you go through the, the skin and flesh, the next major covering is the, is the, is the, is the bones and the sinews. Listen, you are a spirit being. Wake up. Shake your neighbor and say, wake up. Say, so you are more than what we are seeing. There's a hidden man inside you. And that is what we've been talking about this past few weeks. It is developing that inside person. Developing that hidden person. And it takes time to develop that person inside you. Just like how it takes time to train your body. To get muscles. I mean, if you want to develop muscles like Pastor Eugene, you know, you have to do a lot of press-ups and push-ups and, 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 and a lot of, 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 of exercises. You know, Brother Gabby is another, another very... Where is Brother Gabby? He stepped outside. Yeah, he's also another thick guy. They do physical... They take part in physical culture. 
Listen, if you want your spirit to develop, you got to wake up. Amen. It's not going to develop by you sleeping and eating. And eating kenke and banku and, 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 and all, all and those of you who don't know banku. You don't know banku is kondo. <laughs> it's not just going to develop. All you do is just eat rice and stew and eat chicken and chew chicken and chew meat and lick your lips. And, and you don't even like salad. It's always solid, <laughs> solid food. I mean, your spirit will not develop that way. Your spirit will not develop by you sleeping. Some of you like sleeping too much. Yes. Young people, you don't need more than five hours of sleep. What, why, what are you sleeping for? Yes. You should be living on four or five hours of sleep. You wake up, you are gone. You see, when you start getting a little older, maybe you can extend a little bit. Do you see? But you don't need to sleep that much. Yeah. Some of you are so worried if you've not had your eight hours before church. You won't come to church because see, these, these are the things that, is, that, that, are, that they are costing you. They are making you not develop your spirit because you are so concerned about having eight hours of sleep. Eight and a half. Pastor, today I have not had my eight and a half. I need to have my eight and a half. You are not developing your spirit. It takes effort and time and energy. Yeah. Yesterday when we closed after we went home, I mean, I was very tired. Who was not tired? Everyone of us was tired, isn't it? Yeah. We got home because we chatted a little bit. When we got home, it was past 12. Those of you driving to Philly, I think it took you longer. You see. But I laid down a little bit, and right around 2, I told my, 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 she was even teasing, I told my wife, I'm going to get up and go in, and go in fellowship. And she was even teasing me that she hopes that it's the spirit of the just man, one of them. I say, hey, what if Zachariah happens? I'd, I'll be scared. I don't want Zachariah to come and see me. You see. But when everybody was asleep, I woke up and I said, even if 30 minutes, I want to just interact with the word of God. Yeah, because I'm excited. I'm very excited about meditation. I'm excited about reading the scripture. I'm, I'm excited about fellowshipping. I'm, I'm ex- I think there's so much that I, I'm missing and I want more. Do you get it? That is how your spirit is developed. It's not developed by wishing. Oh, I wish my spirit was developed. Oh, I wish I became like Bishop Dark. I wish I became like Bishop Hyde. I wish I asked for Kennedy. I wish I was like him. It doesn't come. Do you know how many hours they spend developing themselves? Yeah. Some of you, you may have to cut off your TV. Yeah. Some of you would have to stop watching movies. Watch movies, but stop watching series. <laughs> Ask your neighbor that you knew series. I'm sure that some of you know names of series that are more than characters and stories in the Bible. If I say, let's write a dissertation right now on, 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 on series, Netflix series. You see, Bishop made a comment recently. He said, he said now it's so hard to even get a single movie to watch. Because it's all, it's all tricks of the enemy. He's the God of the world. Yeah. He's the God of the world. The air. He controls the air. The, vi- the vision videos. And, and he just will not even give you one nice movie to watch. Now he puts it in, in series. So that you watch it. 
and then to end on a note ah let me watch again this one i have to finish by the time you realize you sat behind the tv four hours five hours six hours and you want your spirit to develop i'm sorry ain't gonna happen amen so we're talking about how to train your spirit how to develop your your spirit how to go to the spiritual gym Huh? How to eat right. Those who go to the gym, they also drink protein powder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Protein powders are one of the most nasty drinks. They taste like, I don't know that they taste like medicine. Actually medicine. But people drink them so that they will get muscles. Yeah, they train themselves. And I'm showing you, by God's grace, how to also go into the spirit spiritual gym and train yourself so that you can develop your spirit. Amen. Now we said the first step we need to do is to what? Meditate on the word of God. You got to meditate on God's word. Joshua 1 this book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate, meditate therein day and night day and night day and night not casually not once a week not twice a month but day and night day and night day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein meditation even helps you do when you meditate on something, you end up doing it. When you spend enough time with the material, you end up doing it. Yeah. That is why researchers say that crime, violence, eh, is very related to hip-hop music. Yeah. If you listen to some, I'm gonna kill, yeah, 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 I'm gonna kill, 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 boom, boom, boom. The next thing is that you take a gun and boom, 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 you go. <laughs> yeah. You are doing like you don't know what I'm talking about. In the same way, when you, when you meditate on God's scripture and his word, even the music you listen to are scriptural songs. You see that things will change. You will not easily pull your pants down and do things that you should not be doing. Can I get an amen? amen. So meditating on God's word. Then number two, what was the second one? Practicing the word of God. Yes, being a doer of God's word. Practicing it. It is not the hearing but it is the doing. And God says, James, if you read, says, doer of the work, not word. When you read, very subtle. You see that the, the word, we've gone through it, I don't want to go through it again. You see that the word is quickly interchanged with work because the word is work. Amen. If you want to obey the word, it's work. It's hard work. Bishop Haidipo says, hard work. It is work. Cannot do, you know, just being lazy and do the word of God. It is work, right? So that's number two. And then number three, give the word first place. 
Yes. And know the order. These are, it's a very important order. You meditate, you practice, and then you give the word first place. You need to get to the point where you've meditated, you've practiced the word, and you are so full of the word that when you are squeezed, what comes out of you is the word. When you are squeezed, what comes out of you is the word. The word is first place in your life. Every situation that you find yourself in, the first thing you ask yourself is, what does God say about this? What does the word say about this? What the word does the word say? And God's word has something to say about everything. There's nothing in this world that God's word has nothing to say about. God has something to say about everything. There's not a single thing that God does not say anything about. Amen. And number four, this will be the last in that um, group. All right, the four steps. The fourth step is this, that you instantly obey the voice of your spirit. All right? You instantly obey the voice of your spirit. Now, note here that we did not start with instantly obey the voice of your spirit, but we're ending with instantly obey the voice of your spirit. Why? Because that order is important. Now, every human being, the Bible calls or talks about God as a God the father of spirits, the father of spirits, every being, God is the one who created, even including the devil. Amen. The devil at one time was with God and he rebelled, you see. So it is not only Christians who have or who are spirit beings. Unbelievers are also spirit beings. Every human being has a spirit yeah. or is a spirit, has a body. And lives or lives, is a spirit has a soul and lives in a body. It's a spirit has a soul and lives in a body. So unbelievers are also are also spirit beings. Do you see? Now, your voice, the voice of your spirit, all right, when you are not born again, cannot be worked with. Let me put it that way. Yes. It's it's scary. <laughs> yeah, because the spirit of an unsaved person is dead and what? And desperately wicked. Yes, I tell you. Some of you young ladies who like or think about marrying men who are not Christians. Oh, he's a nice guy, you know. He has a green card. He's a citizen. Citizen of the United States of America. Yes. It's a very dangerous thing. Because the spirit of an unsaved person is dead. Meaning separated from God. And anything that's separated from God is no good. It is wicked. It's just that you haven't seen the wickedness. Right now he's trying to woo you. I don't know who I'm talking to. But I'm talking to somebody. He's trying to woo you. And at this point, it is as though he's a nice person. But when you settle down and the ring is closed, and now it's me and you. And when the honeymoon begins to dwindle, yeah, 
honeymoon period is also temporary. I mean, no matter how, nobody stays on the moon forever. All the astronauts come back. They leave their equipment and they come back. So when, when, when the astronauts come back, and now it's me and you, you see that, hey, it is. I, I don't think sometimes you marry somebody that you have not even seen them angry. You must see them upset. Many years ago when I was in Ghana, there was a very popular, very elderly man that was a pastor of a big church, one of the big Baptist churches in Ghana. And I remember, I used to hear that when, before you can ever marry in, them, in that church, they will ask you that, have you two been through a fight? Until you are, you've been through a quarrel or a misunderstanding. Say, you are not ready yet. Go and have one. A genuine one. And then when you finish, come. We'll marry you. Amen. So I'm talking about instantly obeying the voice of your spirit. And I'm trying to show you here that it's the order it's important. You know, we're talking about somebody that is born again. Somebody that meditates on God's word. Somebody who practices God's word. Somebody who puts God's word first. Then... The voice of your spirit is key. Wow. It's reliable. Amen. You can depend on it. Amen. And you will get good results. Amen. Amen. Today I intend to preach very short. So I shouldn't say it, right? If I say it, I preach longer. <laughs> now, when you get born again, it is actually your spirit that gets born again. We've talked about this many times, isn't it? It is not, your, it is not your, your, your mind. It is not your soul. It is not your body. You see, that is why you can have somebody who is born again today and even tomorrow, next week, or in a month, or two months, or three months, they are still struggling with things to do with their flesh. Because the flesh has still not been brought under. But you see, when you do the, take these steps, what happens is that the flesh would also come under. There are people whose souls are not under. Yeah. And the key again is a word. That's why the Bible talks about receiving the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. So when you, when you engage the word, your soul also comes under. But the point I'm trying to make here is this, that it is your spirit. That is where God is. That is where the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is not in your, in your soul. The Holy Spirit is not in your body. It sounds sacrilegious and it doesn't sound too good. But that's the truth. It is your spirit. Let me show you a scripture. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 17. Are you lost? Is there anybody here lost? Raise up your hand. I don't mind. I'll step back and go right again because I want you to get it. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 17. First. Corinthians 6 and verse 17. Look at it. It says, But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Is one spirit. Is one spirit. Now, this verse cannot be talking about your soul. It cannot be talking about your body. It can only be talking about your spirit. Why do I say so? Because God is a spirit. Amen. Isn't it? God is a spirit. And if God is a spirit, and he's saying that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit, it can only be your spirit. It can't be your soul. It can't be your body. So when you get born again, you are joined to the 
Lord, and it is your spirit which is joined to God's spirit. When you get born again, you receive Jesus Christ into your life. The Holy Spirit is in your spirit. Join the two together. You see, and that is why it is important for you to develop your spirit, that aspect, because that is where, that is where, are you listening? I hope you understand it. Very key. That is where God is going to pass information through. Hallelujah. When God wants to talk to you, the normal, regular routine, the normal, there may be exceptions, but the normal is that God will speak to your spirit. God will speak to your spirit. Lift up your right hand and say this word. Say, I have a spirit. Tap your belly and say, I have a spirit within me. He's called the hidden man of the heart because I cannot see him with my naked eye. Say, he dwells right inside me. And the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is joined to him. Amen. Proverbs 2027. 20, Proverbs 2027. 20, Proverbs 2027. 20, Look at it again. Proverbs 2027. 20, it says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. The spirit of man. Not the soul of man. Not the body of man. The spirit of man is the candle. Is the torchlight. Is the, is the lightning and lightning equipment that God will use on you. When God wants to say something to you. When God wants to pass information to you. When God wants to tell you about, about, about where to move to. Amen. Which state to move to. Amen. Uh, which, which person to marry. Which person not to marry. Eh? Which, which job to take which job not to take Amen. which school to go to which school not to go to yeah. and all these things are important never take anything for granted yes. yes how is God going to show it to you God is going to show it through your educated spirit through your trained spirit through your trained spirit. And the more you spend time and the more you go through the cycle meditating on God's word and, 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 uh, and practicing God's word and putting God's word first, you train yourself and get into a point where now, now you instantly, yeah, you don't even question it. You instantly obey that voice. Then you are made. God will help you. Amen. Yeah. I've read of, of, I've read of, of people who have even you know, business people who have invested in, 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 in stocks that people thought were stupid. Even their own, you know, administrators felt like, this millionaire is crazy. Why should he invest it? But the person was so sure, said, God told me, my spirit, my spirit, my spirit, something inside me, something inside me, that inner witness, that, that voice of, 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 of my same spirit told me, do this, do this, do this, do this. And I did it. It looked like it was going down. But it bounced back up. And the results were beyond imagination. Are you understanding? So your spirit is where God will continue to speak to you. Let me show you one quick verse more and then we're done. Turn to Job chapter 32 and verse 8. Job chapter 32 and verse 8. Job 32 
and verse number 8. Job 32 and verse 8. Look at it. This is a very interesting verse. It says, but there is a spirit in man. Eh? There is a spirit in man. But there is a spirit in man. And it says, and the inspiration of the almighty giveth them understanding. It's your spirit that God is going to inspire. It's your spirit that God is going to direct. I'm not saying stop paying attention to your body. Take a bath. Look nice. Smell nice. Go to school. Educate yourself. But don't do all this at the expense of your spirit. Because a place that God will work with is your spirit. Is your spirit. But there is a spirit in man. And the inspiration of the almighty giveth understanding. Giveth understanding. Give it understanding. The wisdom of God is going to come through your spirit. The Holy Spirit would enlighten your spirit and give your spirit wisdom. Understanding. 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 Understanding in terms of even what to do, how to do things. Listen, a lot of the things that we fail in in life is purely because of lack of understanding. Yeah. We don't understand. We don't understand. That's why we don't do... Sometimes we don't even understand why we should come to church. That is why church is a struggle. You see, the things that you understand, note, you do them very well. You understand that if you don't wake up early at 5 a.m. and you go to work, there's going to be a problem in two weeks because you ain't going to get a paycheck. Is it not so? So you wake up and you go. But you don't understand... That church is important. Amen. You don't understand that, that doing certain things, praying is important. Amen. Yes. You don't, you see, let me say this. It's a little side, but let me say it. Recently, I was watching, maybe a couple of months ago, not intentionally, I was looking for something, a message, and I found it. And I said, well, let me just watch it. It was a message on Bishop Duncan Williams. And he was talking about particular dates that the devil uses. I mean, Bishop Duncan Williams is a, a powerful man of authority. Our Bishop uh, Papa relates very well to him. He's like a father figure to him. And he was talking, Bishop Duncan Williams was talking about certain, certain um, dates in life on a physical calendar from January to December, from January 1st to December 31st. There, were, there are specific dates that the enemy takes that are his dates. It's true. Yeah. For example, the dates around Halloween, very, very evil. If you Google around and look, you see that even during Halloween, are you listening? I'm almost done. Even during Halloween, you see that even pet stores and, you know, animal uh, rescue places, and they don't even like selling, they don't give away animals. Because they use a lot of it for sacrifice. Wow. 
Now, if you notice also, just by your own data, just running, you don't need any, any data analysis to. You can see that people die at the end of the year. Very quickly, it's like, hey, the year is ending. Let me, the, let me just bring people quickly out. Some of it may be of God, but it is also something that the devil also does, that I will not let this person cross. That is why we must be vigilant. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. Don't joke around this next. It's amazing. Today is 15th, isn't it? The month is, the year is done. We have just two more weeks. December is finished. 2019 is finished. Wow. Don't play. Hallelujah. This is not a time to eat and drink and sleep and neglect your spirit. Rather, be also sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit direct you. Amen. Yeah. Sometimes... Things happen to people just also because it's not that, that they are so bad or they are evil. It's just that you are in a wrong place at the wrong time. And when you listen to your spirit, there are times I'm driving, all right? And all of a sudden, the normal route that I go, I just feel strongly in my heart that don't go the normal route. Go the longer route. And I actually make myself, I don't know why, but I believe it. I actually make myself take a U-turn and you see, you may call it superstition. But it's, it's, it's a sign of a developed spirit. Amen. Somebody who is listening to the man inside. Don't do this. Don't go that way. Don't go that way. Amen. Yeah. You can ask Lady Pastor. Many times she says, I'm saying, no, this is, not, this is the other way. Say, how do you know? She can't even, no, no, the, this person is not like that. This situation is never like that. This, I just feel. I just know that I know that I know that I know that this is it. Trying to be negative. I just know. <laughs> because there's a, there's a witness inside here. The Holy Spirit is talking to me. He's saying, this is, this is, this is it. 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 I just say. See. But this is not just for an elect few. It is for everyone. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is in you. Amen. The Holy Spirit is in you. Amen. The Holy Spirit is in you. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. He's inside you. Of course, unless you are not born again. But anyone that is born again, the Holy Spirit is inside you. And the Holy Spirit wants to do the same thing with every one of us. He wants to help you. Yes. And pay attention to that. Develop it and pay attention. It's not being superstitious. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes when the Holy Spirit is working through, you may even look stupid. You may do ridiculous things. You do things that do not make sense. You hug an enemy. You hug somebody that you should be shooting down if you go by the natural senses. But the person will be your friend. And you won't have a problem. Amen. Listen, I believe that God wants to help us. God really wants to help. Bow down your heads as we close. Every head bowed, every eye closed. As we end, Jesus, put your hand on your heart. Let that represent your spirit, your inner man, your heart, your physical heart. Let it just be a symbol of that for now.
Just pray for your spirit. Pray for your spirit. Pray for your spirit. Pray for your spirit. Pray concerning the four things that we've discussed. Meditating on the word. Obeying the word. Practicing the word. Doing the word. Number two. Number three. Putting the word first. And then number four. Instantly. Instantly. Obeying the voice of a trained spirit. Pray that you even put these things into practice. That you not just be a hearer of the word, but a doer of the work. A doer of the work. The work of the word. You'll be a doer. Enough of hearing. God wants to help you. God wants to help you. God wants to lead you. God wants to deliver you. God wants to show you even things that you need to do and things that you don't need to do. He wants to do it because he loves you. Pray that from even now on, your, your spirit will be so sensitive to the Holy Spirit inside you and that you will listen. You will learn to listen and pay attention to it. Yes. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Every head still bowed. I just heard in my spirit, God wants us to do this. You know, some of us, we've offended the Holy Spirit so much. Bible says we should grieve not the Spirit. Grieve him not. We've, we've caused him so much grief by shelving him and putting him aside so much. We don't listen to him. He's over and over and over and over spoken to us. But we've just shelved him and grieved him. Want to say, Lord, I'm sorry. Pray for mercy. Pray for forgiveness. Ask God to forgive you. Say, Lord, the times that I've not listened, the times that I've shelved the voice of the Holy Spirit coming to my spirit, the times that I've neglected, the times that I've ignored, forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive. Come on, pray that prayer for yourself. Ask God to forgive you. Ask Him to forgive you. Ask Him to forgive you. Yes, Lord, forgive us. Cleanse us. Have mercy on us. Show mercy on us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you are here this morning, you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You are not born again. You know, these things will not apply to you. It applies to someone who is given their life to Jesus Christ. Someone who has received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I'm not talking about church denomination. It doesn't matter if you're a Catholic. It doesn't matter if you're a Presbyterian. It doesn't matter if you're a Methodist. It doesn't matter if you're an Anglican. I'm talking about having a relationship with Christ, being born again. If you are here and you do not have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity. Just slip up your hand. Let me pray for you. Slip up that hand. Every head bow, every eye close. Don't look around. Slip up that hand, slip up that hand, slip up that hand, slip up that hand. I want to pray for you. If you want me to pray for you and pray with you to get born again, have Jesus in your life, just slip up that hand gently, gently, gently. Anyone? 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 Or maybe number two, you are here, but you know that your life is not really what it ought to be as a Christian. You are wayward in your relationship with Jesus. And you want to say, Pastor, I want to be restored back to a walk with him. Lift up that hand, I'll pray with you. Anyone here? Quickly, quickly, quickly. Anyone? 
Anyone? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you. In Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. So we have a few Christmas programs.